Check, check, check. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 156 of the Motorcycle Men podcast. I am Ted here in the V-Twin Cafe in the corner booth, naturally. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this show and, of course, listening to all of the Motorcycle Men episodes. If you'd like to help out the show, you can go over to our website at MotorcycleMen.us and you can click on that big old donate button. If you'd like to help us out with a singular PayPal donation, or you can also just give us some feedback. That's right. Go over to iTunes and give us a rating of any type. doesn't matter. And while you're at it, go over to the website, and you can give us some feedback there on the contact page. Or you can email us at motomenpc at gmail.com, and we read all that email. So if you send us a good one, we'll read it on the show Next time we do one. Okay. The Motorcycle Man Podcast is brought to you by Surf and Summit Motorcycle, Maine and New Hampshire's newest motorcycle rental and tour company. Surf and Summit offers Harley-Davidson Big Twins and Suzuki V-Stroms for rent at reasonable prices. Surf and Summit is happy to deliver your rental bike wherever you are staying, or you can peruse the bikes in person at Street Cycles of Falmouth, Maine. Surf and Summit also offers rental helmets, jackets, gloves, and GPS, so you'll have everything you need to enjoy great New England riding. From the beautifully rugged coast of Maine to the amazing White Mountains of New Hampshire, Surf and Summit can help you have a fantastic motorcycling vacation. For more information, please visit surfandsummitmotorcycle.com. Motorcycle Man is also sponsored by Cycle Gear. For all of your cycle needs from clothing to parts, Cycle Gear is your premier one-stop shopping location. And with 136 stores nationwide, you are bound to find a store near you to help you find what you're looking for. And you can trust in receiving great pricing and, of course, top-notch customer care. If you're in New Jersey, be sure to stop in at the Edison store and see Chainsaw Ginny or Sean and tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. So go to CycleGear.com today. And for the best in motorcycle riding jeans, there is only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear Company. Dave and the crew over there make motorcycle riding jeans that will outperform that ratty old pair you have been wearing and most other brands available. Not only do they perform well, but they also are the best looking and the most comfortable selvage jeans you will ever wear or own. And for further protection and style, get yourself a California riding shirt. Comfortable, safe, and it is a stunning-looking shirt. I wear a pair of tobacco riding jeans and the California riding shirt, and so does Brother Chris. That's Joker here on the podcast. He also wears one of the California riding shirts as well. Uh, Chris has got the black one, and I've got the uh, brown one. Great, great-looking shirt. They feel good, they look great, and they give me that extra security when riding that I want from my gear. Tobacco Motorwear Company. Visit them at TobaccoMotorwear.com and tell Dave that the Motorcycle Men sent you. Use that coupon code MOTORCYCLEMEN when ordering. Now, multiple sclerosis is a debilitating disease that strikes millions of people around the world. And for many, the realization that there is something you can do about it often comes too late. For others, it is a lifelong battle that can beat down the strongest to their knees. But there is a way to live with it and combat it and live a normal life to a point. My guest tonight has used the motorcycle to be his therapy on a long road to a more comfortable life with MS. Paul Pelland, a.k.a. Long Haul Paul, joins me in the V-Twin Cafe to tell us his story. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this episode 156 of the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Joining me here tonight in the corner booth at the V-Twin Cafe, all the way from, where are you right now? I am in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Uh, Londonderry, New Hampshire, Mr. Paul Pelland, a.k.a. Long Haul Paul. Paul, welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Well, thank you very much, Ted. 
I am glad you are here. I first heard about you on the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, and then I saw some of your posts, and I said, I got to have this guy on to tell us all about his story. So why don't you tell us about Long Haul Paul and a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure, thanks. Um, well, I've been riding motorcycles uh, probably about 30 years. That's all? And, uh, that's all, okay. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> probably... Um, really been riding riding motorcycles for about 20 and i what i say is uh consider riding, is uh, doing long distance traveling um back in back in the uh, turn of the century i guess i was uh i was uh I became uh, involved with the iron butt association Ooh. and um i started uh, entering rallies and i had uh, quite a few rallies in in, in a short period of time um and uh, I was the type of guy who would enter on something a little bit different than everybody else or uh, attempt to do different things, um, whatever it took to, uh, to get the points and to, uh, to get a podium finish. So uh, I became Long Haul Paul back then, and uh, the name kind of has stuck. Um, going, back, um, going back a few years, um, I mean, it's... it's uh, I, as, I, as I understand, because we had this conversation very briefly once before, if folks are looking for you, they bet they shouldn't look for Long Haul Paul, three separate words. It's Long Haul Paul, one word. Otherwise, they'll get some country singer, correct? Country singer or a porn site. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't have that. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about Chasing the Cure and what's that all about and how long have you been doing that? I'm sure. I... Um Back in 2000 and uh, back in 2003, uh, actually during the 2003 Iron Butt Rally, um, I actually experienced some uh, weakness and uh, loss of dexterity in my hands, and uh, eventually I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Oh, so geez, really? At that point. Um, I had just become a single dad, and I uh, was trying to raise a couple of kids. I had this newly diagnosis, and um, I really thought my riding days were over. So I, I gave up riding, sold the bikes, uh, bought myself a little convertible, and uh, tried to try to deal with life. And um, getting diagnosed with MS, I really thought that uh, I'd be uh, in a wheelchair, you know, within a within a few years. And um, I kind of uh, had that thought for a good seven, six or seven years um, before I realized that uh, I was doing okay. You know, I, I yeah. got on treatment for MS and, uh, you know, I had some issues, but um, I decided to, to start riding again. And uh, shortly after that is uh, when I decided that I wanted to give back to the MS community and try to raise awareness, raise some money. And, uh, and that's when I came up with this uh, Chase and the Cure. And uh, my 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 goal is to actually document a million miles by motorcycle. Wow! Riding riding to MS events or um, or places where I am raising awareness uh, about MS, mm -hmm. raising money, doing some fundraising, and um, so that started. Uh, well, we just hit we just hit six years no that kidding. I've been doing. Wow! That is fantastic. Six years you've been doing that now. Yeah, I I starting to think I should have said a, a million kilometers because I'd probably be halfway done by now. <laughs> well, you know, a million miles is 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 uh, I'm not going to say aggressive, but that's that's quite that's quite an achievement to get. And well, how far have you gone so far? So so far, I've uh, I've ridden about three hundred and twenty five thousand miles. Oh, really? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm about a third of the way through. Um, I've worn out a couple of bikes, but uh, um, I'm not just out riding circles around my house. I mean, my, my bike sometimes <laughs> sits in the garage for a couple of weeks if I don't have a, a presentation I'm doing or um, or if I'm not in an event speaking about MS. Uh, all my miles really are, you know, um, counted. The, the, the miles I count are all MS-related miles. Okay, well, well, speaking of bikes, why don't you tell us what bike, well, what bikes have you been using for the event well when i first started uh with this great grand idea of riding a million miles i figured i'd have all the manufacturers throwing motorcycles at me left and right you would think 
Yeah, but um, I soon learned that's not the case. Um, I think Triumph is the only manufacturer that actually even responded to one of my emails. Oh, <laughs> but, wow. Um, after a while, I, I realized that uh, they don't give away bikes very easily. So um, I decided to find a motorcycle that really wouldn't need any factory support, um, something that would be durable and um, that I could really ride the, the heck out of. Mm -hmm. And uh, I decided on purchasing a, uh, a Yamaha Super Tenere. Ah, I know some people who would be very happy to hear that. Yeah, I um, I bought the bike new in, um, it was a 2012 model, I bought it as a leftover in 13, and I had that first Super Tenere for, um, I believe, three and a half years. Uh, that was really the first bike I started the uh, the uh, million miles on, and right. uh, by the time I parked it, it had uh, 172,000 miles on it, and uh I'd never actually even washed it. Um, <laughs> I, it's okay. Just got, to, just got to a point where you were busy. Why <laughs> right. um, I also didn't really do any of the service it was required on the uh, uh, that the manufacturer expected, other than oil changes and uh, tires when I could see the cords coming through. Um, I went through about uh, twelve sets of tires a year. E, really. But three little, years. little tip though you might want to wait until get your tires before you see the cords <laughs> well sometimes i'm on the other side of the country and it's not that easy to find tires uh <laughs> and somebody to mount them in the last minute so <laughs> that's true <laughs> so and so it was was it the super 10 the entire time so i had the first super tenere um after it had about a hundred thousand miles on it and 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 i have friends that um they said, well, yeah, those are miles, but what you ride are Pelin miles. Those are a little bit different than normal miles. <laughs> um, so after I had about 100,000 miles on it, um, started to have a few little issues with wiring and stuff like that. I'm, I'm in New England where we've got salt-crusted everything for six yeah, months of the year. Yeah, I know all about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't stop, so I ride through the winter. and So I started to have some little issues here and there, and so um, – I was able to convince Yamaha to give me a really, really good deal on a second Yamaha Super Tenere. Oh, good. And so I, I had the second Tenere set up with all my uh, all my accessories and everything. I had it set up and waiting. So the first one um, ended up lasting a little bit longer than I thought, but it was it was getting tired and it was uh, you know it was well abused. So um, its last ride was uh, was actually a uh, I, I set a world record. And, oh, um, do tell. I, yes, I, um, I spend a lot of time on the road, so I think up these sort of oddball ideas. Um, you know, you say, we say stupid crap, so you don't have to. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I think up the stupid crap, so other people <laughs> don't have to. So my idea was that I wanted to set a world record for riding the most hours in one calendar day. Ooh. Okay. So everybody thinks, you know, 24 hours, right? And so, no. Actually, if you start on the East Coast and you ride across the entire, all four time zones. Oh, yeah. The day you set the clocks back, you can actually ride 28 hours and never change the calendar. Oh, ain't you slick. So I rode 28 hours, 2,000 miles straight, nonstop. Um, and I set a world record. Wow. Well, congratulations, first of all. And I'm sure you had the people at uh, Guinness scratching their heads on how to handle that one. Yeah, Guinness doesn't really like any of my um, record attempts. So uh, <laughs> this, this one was certified and tracked by the Iron Butt Association. All right. So they certified it. Um, the uh, Unfortunately, the, the motorcycle decided it didn't want to start the next day. Oh, <laughs> It said, I'm tired. Leave me here in um, wherever I was, Utah. Um, so I did. That was the bike's last last actual ride. And uh, it eventually was towed down to uh, Barber Motorsports, where it's on display now. Oh, really? That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah they, um, they they said they wanted it. And uh, so I had it. I had it sent there. And it's set up exactly as I wrote it with all my gear. And it still has coffee in my thermos on the side of the oh, bike. Oh, no. And, does it really? 
Yeah, yeah. It's one of the only bikes in the museum that doesn't run. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you: How many miles on it did it have before it finally died? Um, one hundred seventy-two thousand on it. No kidding! That's amazing, and that's and that's just oil changes and tires. Yeah, Pretty- I I had visited the um, uh, down in California at the uh, the Yamaha corporate headquarters, and they had come out to look at the bike and. They said, wow, that's incredible. You know, have you had to do any engine work? And I said, no. He said, well, you know, any valve work? I said, it has valves? He said, yeah. <laughs> I said, I've never checked them. I've, I've never even taken the valve cover off that bike. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Oh, my God. So, you know, it, uh, there's something to be said for no maintenance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, people. I, I had people threatened that they were going to come and break into my house to wash my bike because it, <laughs> it, it looked a little crusty here and there. But, um, you know, to me, motorcycles are tools. They're hammocks. And as long as they work, they're fine. If it stops working, I'm not afraid of throwing it in the woods and going to get another hammer because <laughs> I, I don't have time. I, I'll I tell you what, the, ne- the next time you decide to throw one of your hammers into the woods, let me know. I'll go get it for you. <laughs> Oh, okay. So now, what are you riding now? Is that since how you so up, killed both of your Tenere's, What are you attempting to kill now? Well, actually, the second Tenere I have, it's only got one hundred and twenty thousand miles on it. Oh, okay. Um, I I rode that for the past year and a half. It's actually um, still in in fine shape, but um, I I was um, I was very lucky to um, to get Yamaha to. Um, to agree to uh, help me out, and um, I actually sent the the head of Yamaha a uh, a text last year when they introduced the new Star Venture. Yes, yes. And, uh, Transcontinental, they were calling it luxury, you know, transcontinental tour. So I sent him a text and I said, I know I might sound like the president when I say this, but I don't think anybody's more qualified than me to ride a transcontinental <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> And apparently they bought it, didn't they? I said, let me be the face of trans for Yamaha. That didn't go over as well. Right. But, um, yeah, so they we, we, we talked about it back and forth. And I said, you know, I said, if, if you were to let me borrow one, let me see how many miles I can put on it in a year, you know, and, and help help support what I'm doing. And, and uh, so they agreed. And um, wow. I, I, about a month ago, I just, I just actually got myself a, a brand new uh, Yamaha Star Venture. Transcontinent. Wow. No kidding. How do you like it? I tell you, I wasn't sure. You know, the change of, of um, seating position with the legs forward and things. Right. I wasn't sure how that would work for me, but um, I put five thousand miles on it in three weeks. Uh, the past three weeks. That's not shabby. I'm heading down to Virginia tomorrow, and then over to Sturgis, uh, and then back, and then back out to Duluth all in the next uh, three weeks. So I'll have 10,000 miles in about six weeks on it. Um, I'm loving it. it it's, um, it's, it's better than what I imagined. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got all the creature comforts. Mm-hmm. My, wife and I did a, my wife and I did a 3,000 mile trip down to Barber Motorsports mm-hmm. and the creature comforts for the passenger. Uh, the V-twin motor is, is, um, is real sweet. I mean, it's, um, I, I really enjoy it. The, uh, I, I can't wait till the winter because, you know, I do ride in eight degree weather or zero degree weather and, and having all the, uh, the venting and the, and the ability to close off the, uh, you know, the wind protection and stuff is going to be just insanely. Oh, sure. See, there's something, to, something to be said for uh, cruisers now. Cruisers are good now. See? I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> all those cruiser yeah. hitters out there. <laughs> I, you know, I'm really loving it, and I can't wait to take it up to Alaska or something to show people I can still ride it wherever the heck I want to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I, as far I as it goes for all the miles that you've done so far, were those uh, were those planned miles, or or that was just totally random? No, they're pretty much um, – I do presentations for um, nonprofits. I also do um, a lot of talks for some pharmaceutical companies. Um, they put on these patient, these free patient education events right. all over the country, and they'll they'll put up a slideshow about MS, and then there'll be a small presentation about a certain medication, and then they have a doctor speak, and then they have a patient kind of uh, give their own take on on their life with MS, and and for me it's 
it's uh, it's a way to help inspire people to, um, you know, with me, I had given up riding motorcycles and I went back to it and I realized I can't ride the way I used to. I can't compete in endurance competitions because I can't do the, the cognitive stuff. Right. I can ride. You can say, Paul, we need you in California in, in three days and that's not a problem. But if, if I have to do any thinking along the way, mm-hmm. I can't. So my message is to find something in life you love to do and to make it more important than your disease. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not MS. They're not MS. If you look MS up in the dictionary, you're not going to see my picture. Right. And, you know, tell them, don't make sure your picture doesn't make it there either. That's not who you are. You know, find, find who you are and be that person. And uh, don't give MS the power over you. Um, it's not a, it's not easy every day, but um, if you if you take away the power of disease or or chronic condition or illness, you take away the power, um, you'll you'll find you know you can really improve your life a lot. Oh, that's great. Uh, what will, what are, would be some of the things that someone who is attending one of your speaking engagements? What 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 is something that they might learn from one of those uh, events? Well, if it's an if it's an MS event, MS patients, I hope that they. They understand that, um, you know, we, we can do things despite the disease, um, that there's there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of different medications that are really helping people. And there's a lot of support out there um, in the community for people that um, that, that feel alone or feel, or feel um, you know, depressed or whatever because of their disease. There, there is a lot of help out there. And um, th- that's that's the message I hope to give them as far as. When I do presentations at motorcycle events, I just did a an event uh, last week in um, in uh, Buffalo, uh, a BMW uh, owners group uh, annual uh, not annual a monthly monthly meeting, and I did my presentation uh, called Also Ran, and it's um, hopefully it's entertaining because uh, the story is is quite uh, unbelievable even to me, um, but it's my story of entering the Iron Butt Rally on a Russian Euro. Oh, I think and I want to hear that story. It's it's a very good story. Most of it's true. Um, yeah, the uh, the manufacturer even wrote me a letter saying that uh, they didn't think anybody, they, they nobody in their office thought any their bike would even finish the rally. So um, it was one of those things where um, uh, not sure why I did it, but. Uh, now that I did it and finished the rally, I'm using that story to explain to motorcycle riders what life is like living with a chronic condition. You know, the the Euro riding the Euro around the country and breaking down over 30 times in 11 days. I went through three engines. Um, I made push rods in a hardware store. Uh, it was um, it was an incredible uh, event, and the fact that I finished was really just uh, amazing. Um, to me and everybody else in the event. <laughs> oh my God! Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Ural was the chronic condition in this case. Absolutely, absolutely. But but you know, it's it's the rider. It's always the rider. It's the willpower that gets you over that finish line. You know, you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you don't have to come in first place to still be a winner uh, in things like that. Um, and that that's a great message for. The general public, I do that presentation all over the place. Um, um, where am I doing it next? Out in Duluth, I think, at the Aerostick Rally. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing that presentation. But um, it's it's great. I mean, I, I broke down so many times that I was able to take pictures and, and notes. And I so I really was able to re- recreate the whole story of what happened. Oh, that's um, great. You can almost create a maintenance manual, too, as for a URL. <laughs> um. But you know, it's it's funny a story that happened in 2001. So that's 17 years ago. Yeah. Way before I had MS, you know, and, and uh, it, it it's a story that I'm able to use uh, across all audiences because people understand a piece of crap motorcycle in an endurance competition just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course not. Uh, so, so what has been the reaction and the reception from people when they learn about you and what you are doing, you know, and how has that affected your support for the cause? So I think, um, especially riders, you know, motorcycle community is is a very giving uh, community, and I think that um, when people hear my story or 
you know, I, I am at all the motorcycle events, all the IMS events, all the uh, uh, AIM and uh, a lot of the bigger, you know, Sturgis and, and uh, Laconia and Daytona. I'm there uh, now with Yamaha under their under their tent. And um, people come up to me and they see my bike and, and they learn about what I'm doing. Um, they don't always realize that I am a patient. I have MS because I, I'm doing pretty well. I look good. And I don't I don't really put it out there. But I think when they find that out that, you know, I'm riding a million miles uh, trying to raise money and that, but I also have MS, I think they're really – I think that really hits them, and I, and yeah. I, and um, so many families and so many people that I meet have a family member with MS, uh, a relative that uh, or or a friend that uh, has been touched by the disease. So uh, I think it hits home, and and I think they realize that I'm sincere, and um, you know I hope that uh, I hope that they uh, they follow me and, and help me along my journey um, because it. Uh, it means a lot to me for for people to uh, to tag along and ride with me, whether it's you know at home or or at events. Um, oh, absolutely! Uh, we'll we'll give everybody your contact information toward the end uh, of the interview. So, as far as it goes for the MS itself, what kind of challenge for you personally has that been for you on the bike? Well, most of my cognitive most of my issues are cognitive. So, I was diagnosed. Um, I had some weakness and, and loss of dexterity, some burning issues and, and numbness and things, but it was actually my my memory that was uh, failing me that that drove me to get diagnosed. I I actually was um, uh, in a in a, uh, a convenience store and I, I had to introduce somebody. I, I saw somebody I knew from Scouts and I had to introduce them to my fiance and I I looked at my fiance and to to offer her name and I couldn't recall my fiance's name yeah that's bad so that's pretty bad yeah and that's when it really hit me that something was something was really wrong i mean uh i i didn't know if i had alzheimer's or or uh, or what but i knew something was wrong and, and that's what drove me and so the cognitive stuff has really been my biggest issue um i was in a parking garage today in boston with my wife with a gps and i still if she wasn't with me, I would never have been able to get out of the parking garage because I get really confused and I don't trust the GPS and I get lost a lot. Um, I have no sense of direction anymore. Um, I can't remember. If you tell me, go down this road, drive 7,000 miles on this road and take a left, I'll look at those directions every 10 miles for 7,000 miles. And still when I get to the end, I'll say, was it left or right? <laughs> um, wow. I, I, my brain doesn't hold the information, so um, I, I can't read a book because every night I don't remember what I had read the previous couple of nights. Um, it, it, it's 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 an interesting um, thing. Well, I can imagine. But you know, riding the motorcycle, the, the cognitive stuff. The other thing that affects me is heat. Mm-hmm. So if I get warm, my body temperature goes up even by a half a degree or so. Um, any issues I've had in the past the the uh, the MS symptoms come back so I can get a weak leg I can have trouble speaking I can uh, I can have all sorts of issues just that are caused by being overheated so I have to be very careful about the heat um, those are really the main things um, if I can stay cool and I can um, uh, you know uh, use use assistive technology to make sure I know where I'm going and, and uh, be able to follow my uh, GPS's and, and notes on my phone and things like that, I do okay. Well, there's a company out there called Entrosys, and they make a uh, uh, motorcycle AC system. It's kind of a, it plugs into a suit that you would wear that would keep you actually cool. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have, what, what was the name of you? Entrosys, E-N-T-R-O-S-Y-S, bike, air, motorcycle, AC system. I've heard that one. I've actually been a prototype tester for a couple of companies uh the ctc 1000 mm-hmm. uh 100 sorry i was the first tester for that i, I put fifty thousand miles on one of their units oh wow how'd that uh, work for you it worked great but oh, um that was the prototype when it when it went to production um the production model wasn't quite as robust oh really oh that's a shame i know there's a couple other companies that make a thing called a cool vest 
Um, and there's another company called Cool R that's kind of like a, uh, uh, it's like an active wear kind of a shirt that actually keeps you cool. I don't know if you've heard of those. Yeah, I think, I think that there's quite a few different yeah. products. I, I mean, I have one of those big chest coolers that you fill with ice and it pumps through the vest. Oh, yeah, um, there you go, yeah. I've tried a bunch of different things. The problem with me is, you know, on the Tenere's, I have 12 gallons of gas, and I stop every six or seven hours, and by then, you know, the ice is melted, and mm-hmm. I'm tired, and I forget to get ice when I get gas, and then I've got this big cooler on the back that's pumping warm water, and I, I need a system that's thoughtless. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So the, does, well, the, does the MS at all uh, interfere with your, with your motor functions at all? Um, the only time it will, and is if I get overheated. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I've had I've had issues where you know I I can't feel my leg or I lose I lose strength in my legs sometimes or knees if I'm really overheated. Um, so it's paying attention to my body temperature and you know re- recognizing the symptoms that yeah you're starting to get a little slow in the head and uh, time to get a hotel. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm doing pretty well with managing that um, okay. and, and staying cool. Well, now that you've moved from the Tenere to the Venture, uh, your comfort level has obviously been raised dramatically. How does that made it easier for you? Um, well, I mean, it's a, it's a big V-twin. It's air-cooled, so, you know, there is some heat in traffic. I, I Coming back from uh, Birmingham, my wife and I, it was 95 degrees. We're in New Jersey traffic. Oh, you and, have to uh, tell me about that. I live through that every day. Friday about 4 o'clock, so... You know, we sat for about two hours and, and maybe went five miles in and, and, uh, Connecticut. And, and, you know, I ended up just getting off. It was just hot. Where in New and, Jersey were you? Oh, I don't know. Probably coming up 95. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's oh, bad. Or, um, or the Jersey Turnpike, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, the, you know, we just, it's well, not, we left. Not a place you want to be at four o'clock in the afternoon. No, no. I think <laughs> we left at all. South Virginia and then, uh. You know, it was an 800 mile day to begin with, so it was warm. You know, and I, I think any motorcycle in traffic is is, is that's the that's the uh, the tough tough spot. Once you get a little bit of air moving, everything's fine. Oh but, sure. Uh, it was a bit warm, but again, you know, my wife's with me and she knows my condition. And you know, I said, you know, I I can't do this for another hour or so. I said, let's just get off the highway and point north, and we'll eventually find our way through Massachusetts and New Hampshire. You know, we'll make right. it home sometime tonight. Now, and, she was she on you uh, on the bike uh, on the Tenere with you also? Um, she she rode. I mean, we none of the long trips that I do. Um, I'm, I'm always by myself. Right. I mean, I'm it's it's business. I'm 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 literally have gone from you know New Hampshire to California in 50 hours, and I've done it eight or ten times a year. Wow. Um, you know, I don't really have the money to spend uh, six nights hotels or anything else. So it's, you know, try to put in a 15 or 18 hour day, get a quick, you know, four or five hours sleep, get back on the bike and get going again. Um, I don't, I don't stop. It's, uh, I either got to be home to, to do something else or I just don't have the, the funds to really make it a, you know, a fun trip. It's, it's, it's business. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm working. This is my, <laughs> this is my business. So. I understand. So now you've acquired some great sponsors uh, on this so far by g- going through your website. Uh, how has supportive of it have they been? Well, from the beginning, um, like Twisted Throttle. Uh, in fact, the reason I bought a Super Tenere, I was looking at the Tenere and I was looking at the uh, the FJR, both mm-hmm. Yamaha products, because I knew I knew the reputation for durability and. Um, Twisted Throttle says, hey, if you buy the uh, Super Tenere, we make a million things for that bike. We'll give you everything we make for it. We'll set it up for you. You know, so oh, that was great. Yeah, that was that was a no-brainer there. Um, so, so yeah, they from the beginning, Twisted Throttle's been there supporting me. Um, Bridgestone Tires jumped on uh, not short shortly after that. Aerostitch um, has been providing me with all my gear, and I wear stuff out. I break everything. I <laughs> You give me, you give me, so. you know, I, I wear out everything. So, you know, my gear is important and it has to work. I'm, I'm sometimes away from home for three, four weeks at a time and I'm on the road. I'm not sitting in the hotel for three or four days. I'm, you know, I'm on the road at 5 a.m. at the latest and I get off at eight or nine o'clock at night. Um, 
all my stuff has to work. My bikes can't be in a shop being worked on. Uh, I've, I've got to, you know, I really got to depend on everything um, to get to where I need to be. Yeah. So, um, you know, the gear sponsors, and then of course, you know, Yamaha just really just jumped on board. They they actually just uh, sent a press release, a national press release, and and uh, officially sponsoring me with the with the new bike, and um, they're going to help uh, help me get to some of the events that they put on over the, over the, the course of the year, and uh, they really want me to ride the the hell out of it. Yeah, I and, can see why. Uh, and tell people what I think, you know, and and, and that's what I did with the Tenere. I mean, I, you know, I, if if you go through my website, you'll find places where I had issues or broke down or. I think I only broke down once, but it was um, the bike had been making noise for about thirty thousand miles before I decided to <laughs> do something about the noise. Most people would have put their flashes on and drove it right to the diva. I drove another three months and, and thirty thousand miles, and it sounded like a Ducati. And <laughs> thirty thousand miles, and they said, "You know, I should get that looked at." You know? <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be surprised some of the things I did to that poor bike. Oh, um, uh, well, why don't you tell us about some of the places that you've been to? I'm, I'm you're going through your website. I noticed you, you were in Africa for a while. Yeah, that was, uh, well, not, not much, well, not a, not a long while, but it was a fun while. Um, yeah, I got a call from, uh, from Bridgestone tires and they said, Hey, we're, we're sending a bunch of, uh, uh, moto journalists over to, uh, Morocco to, um, to introduce the new, um, uh, adventure tire, the A41 and the uh, the T31. Right. Well, we'd like you to come along. You know, I said, well, is this? Uh, am I the entertainment or am I the? When they said, no, no, no. We, you know, we we think that you're um, you're you're kind of uh, an influencer in the social media circle. And they said, well, quite frankly, you you wear out more of these tires than any single person we know. <laughs> so the um, so we did. I yeah, I went to I went to um, to Africa. And uh, we rode for for a couple of days in uh, in the dirt with the with the dirt tires, and then on the street. And um, it was it was amazing. It was incredible. Now, did you uh, you rode one of their bikes on this trip? Yeah, they had a bunch of different bikes you could you could take. And um, I rode one of the uh, the Honda Africa Twins. Uh, I rode a Duke. Uh, the uh, not a Duke. It was the um, uh, the Adventure um, twelve ninety Adventure KTM. Oh, really? And then I, uh, I rode a um, Suzuki um, uh, something, a green <laughs> bike. <laughs> oh, maybe it was Kawasaki. Um, I'm sorry. What was it? 650. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, so I tried a bunch of different bikes. And uh, I'll tell you, riding around the, uh, the countryside with a bunch of um, professional moto journalists was um, quite exhilarating. <laughs> The, I can uh, bet. Yeah, the people leading the rides were were, were well uh, versed on the on the on the. Um, well, with the as far uh, as goes for the adventure riding being off road and having to deal with MS, was there was there a significant challenge there? Now that you're in a totally different environment. Um, because I really wasn't. I mean, I you know we were following in a group, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about the getting lost or anything like that. Um. The temperatures were great, you know, 75 to 80 is what it was back in March. So um, the heat was, it was a couple of days where I got a little warm mm-hmm. and, you know, I probably couldn't have had a, held, a, held a really smart conversation, but I was still functioning okay. Um, so no, it didn't affect me. That Actually, the worst part of the whole trip was um, I was really, I got really confused in the airports and things, um, not just with the... Uh, you know, the language barriers, but when I, in places like that, I do get confused and, and somebody tells me what to do and I start going to do it and then I forgot what they said. So I have to go back and ask them again and I look like a real idiot. Um, it was, it was, that was the, the hardest part of it was the, uh, the transportation part of it because of course I don't fly even in the United States. I never fly, uh, everywhere I'm sent, I only ride the bike. If I can't ride, I'll stay home. Okay. That's understandable. I, I would do the same thing. Most cases, anyway. Uh, tell us, now, for years, uh, I have been participating in MS uh, fundraising events. Uh, here in New Jersey, we have the MS uh, Coast to Coast Bike Event, which is a 170-mile bike event where we raise money for MS. Uh, I've been doing that for 
15 years. been doing that for 15 years now. So one of the things that I've learned from doing that is I would meet many people on the ride who indeed had MS. And they were telling me the story where uh, they never, they were always told by their doctors, don't do anything. Uh, how do I, how do I, how do I combat this? You, you can't just live with it and go about your life. Do not exert yourself. But then they found out this one particular case is one woman told me that her daughter asked her to go for a bike ride with her around the block. And when she did that, she felt better afterwards. So she continued to do it. Now it's coming to learn that yes, uh, a lot of activity, even strenuous activity really is great in combating the disease. So this brings me to moto medicine. How has that been a, a driving force for you as well? Um, sure. I, when I first realized, um, actually be, before I had MS, um, the, when I, when I started riding long distances, it was actually because of a, a bad marriage, a boggled divorce, and then a, a huge custody ordeal for, for 10 years. And that's when I learned about the healing power of the motorcycle, getting on that bike sure. and just riding until the pain went away. And, you know, sometimes I, I rode to Chicago before the pain went away <laughs> um, and was able to turn around and go back and face whatever was going on. Um, I, I didn't know it at the time, but, it, but when I got MS and I started riding again, doing this, this million-mile journey, it's when it really dawned on me that I, I'm, I'm feeling better. My, my health is improving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm medication and everything else, but doing something I love – and, and the act of riding a motorcycle in itself, I believe, is, is therapeutic. And I think that it can be used for, for lots of different diseases and conditions. Um, when you ride a motorcycle, you know, your, your whole body is involved in what you're doing. And your mind is, is, is focused. And, um, you know, you're using parts of your brain that you don't use driving a car. And it's even been proven that memory, memory can improve. Um, riding a motorcycle. The more you ride a motorcycle, it improves your memory. And um, I actually had my doctor write me a prescription to ride my motorcycle up to 12 hours per day as needed. No kidding. Wow. Now I can't get my insurance company to pay for it, but um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I I do enjoy uh, toting that my my prescription around at, at bike rallies and things. Um, but, I, but I do, I believe that riding a motorcycle has actually helped improve my health, my, my overall being, um, and, and mental wellness. Um, and, and I think it, you know, it can be used for, for lots of things. Um, and I think the more you do it, the fact that I ride, you know, uh, an average of, of, uh, I don't even know, um, 1500, 1800 miles, you know, on average over the year, every week. Um, I'm, I'm putting in, you know, five or six hours per day, 365 days a year on average, you know, that a uh, riding. And I think that the, the more I do it, the better my disease, you know, I haven't had an MS attack since 2000 and I want to say 2007. That's, that's um, amazing. That's so really, really I, wonderful. No progression in my disease. Um, 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 I, I feel better. I do work out. You know, one of the things I started doing um is is pushing myself to go to the gym and and yes when when i do you know small amounts of of lifting or or on the treadmill or or that type of thing i get wiped out i mean i i feel like i've run the boston marathon but um it's not it's temporary and i used to think that that was a permanent problem that you you know you wipe like i i can't ride my motorcycle to the gym because i'd never be able to ride it home I'm pretty tired. I'm wiped out. I'm, I'm barely able to drive. But two hours later, after sitting in the lazy boy, at home, I I can recoup and and then you know by the end of the day or the next day I I feel a difference from working out. So, you know, we certainly can work out and um, it does. I believe it does improve uh, the health also. Uh, trying to stay active. Well, on your website, you have here, uh, take one ride up to eight hours per day as needed for symptom relief, apply liberally, frequently, and refill tank as needed. 
That is exactly what's on my prescription. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. I I think everybody could benefit from this sort of thing. Uh, And I I like the T-shirt that's available. Can people get this T-shirt? It says, if I'm off my bike, I'm off my meds. Um, Yeah, I have a a bunch of different T-shirts I've designed, some with the Moto Medicine logo, some with the... um, one of my followers hashtag the go Paul go thing. And that's kind of, um, I see that. Yes. Yeah. That that's all over the place. So I have t-shirts with that and, and yeah, you can go, if you go to my website, you can click on, uh, I think get a t-shirt or something and it'll take you to a, uh, a third party store that, that sells all my t-shirts and, um, you know, every t-shirt sale, you know, basically puts another hundred miles, um, gives me, gives me funds to put another hundred miles into my million mile journey. So, so the shirts, um, hopefully you like them, but also they do help help me along my journey. Oh, absolutely! That's fantastic. I th- I think I'm going to be getting one of them. You know, <laughs> if I if I can, I just tell my wife, look, see, if I'm not on my bike, I'm off my meds, <laughs> and I'll forget things. So, uh, tell me about the MS five thousand. I'm sure the MS five thousand is um, is a is an idea I came up with. Um, I think now this is our fifth year, um, and what it is basically originally it was um, 50 days, and and riders enter and they try to ride their motorcycle on their own. They try to ride up to 5,000 miles over 50 days. Well, a lot of people thought that they had to do the full 5,000 miles, and so they weren't they weren't signing up. And I I, I changed the rules a bit, so it's the MS 5,000, and you need five you you. Um, Riders enter, and um, over the course of 50 days, and this starts in... Um, September 1st through October 20th. Thank you. Um, so uh, you sign up, and basically it's like the MS Walk, except we're bikers, not hikers. So you you get your family and friends to donate in your name, and uh, you get one point for every mile that you ride, and you get 10 points for every dollar you raise. Okay. So... People donate in your name. If you raise a hundred bucks, you get a thousand points. Okay. And you try to do a, a combination of miles and, and fundraising to reach at least five thousand points. Um, most riders uh, will reach that, and there's some that have gone up into the twenty-five, thirty thousand uh, points. And of course, there's prizes and certificates and things for the for the top riders and people that finish. But obviously, the you know the idea is to raise money um, for MS. And um, to date, we've raised, I think, $107,000, the MS-5000, $107,000 for MS. And this year, the the money is going to an organization that I just partnered with called MS Views and News. And this is an organization that puts on patient programs, um, and we're going to be putting on uh, patient education programs and services in rural parts of America where... Um, the drug companies are not getting in and doing their programs because it's just too difficult. So we're going to be putting on patient programs where uh, we're delivering education, uh, information, education, inspiration, and hope to some of these uh, people that are living their lives with MS. Right. Uh, now, as far as goes for this, the MS uh, 5000, is there a minimum that folks have to raise to participate? There is. There's a there's an entry fee. I think is thirty dollars. Thirty dollars gives you a T-shirt, it, uh, a decal for your bike, and it pays for the the event. Um, you know the, the prizes and things like that. And then the to raise money, um, it all goes through a central donation link. But your name is picked. That type of thing. Uh, there's a minimum. Each rider has to raise a minimum of a hundred dollars. Okay. To be a finisher. I mean, it. You know that. If they don't finish, they don't finish. But, but yeah, we do ask people to at least raise um, 100 bucks to, to make it worth it. Um, and, and that's been, you know, pretty reasonable. for. Uh, we have guys that have raised, you know, $8,000 themselves. Wow. Um, you know, the majority of people are somewhere around three or 400 um, which is great. You know, every, every obviously every dollar counts. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm excited about this year. This is the first year we do it in the fall. I've... I've always done it in the spring, and a lot of people have complained about the cold weather, and and so now we're we're doing it in the early fall, so there shouldn't be any excuses. No, that's anywhere. actually perfect because well, you're 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 on the east coast. You're up you're up in uh, uh, like you said earlier. You're in where'd you say you were? Connecticut. 
Right. So my wife lives in New Hampshire. Right. So, uh, you know, here on the East Coast, like I'm here in Jersey, for us here in Northeast, that's a perfect time of year to be doing it. It's ideal time of year. Yeah. You know, of course, the, maybe, maybe for folks down south might not be a good idea, but, you know, better than the spring, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's registration starts in August and, and uh, people can start raising money as soon as they register. So uh, we, we've had people that have had, you know, $1,000 already raised before the event even started in September. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And um uh, I'm hoping to get um, some really good publicity for it from all the all the different uh, sponsors, and and um, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, you, you you just basically keep a record of your mileage from the first day to the fiftieth day, and um, you know you report your mileage in. But you're basically riding it. You know, riding your bike wherever you want to go. Ride it, take a long trip, or just ride it back and forth to work. All those miles count towards Absolutely. the uh, the five thousand. All right, now, so tell us about some of the events that you're going to be attending uh, coming up. I see you're going to be at, you said you're going to be at Barber Motorsports in, uh, what is that, it's in, it's in October? Um, I'm not, I was at Barber uh, a couple in June. weeks ago. Uh, in June, okay, yeah. Yeah, I did I did a presentation there to their, um, to the members and the board of, uh, of Barber. That was great. And, um, but I, I will be in, um, I'll be in Sturgis. Okay. In a couple of and then I will be um, I'll be out to the AIM Expo which is in Vegas oh good for you and then um, I'll be at the Long Beach IMS show I will I will be in Daytona um, trying to think of uh, I've got anything else are you going to be at the IMS uh, show in New York City uh, I was last year and my guess is yes I think it's in early December yes I should be there yep I will see you there because I, I usually go to that every year. I will definitely see you there. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully by then. Let's see. That's uh, December. Uh, I'll probably have at least twenty-five or 30,000 miles on the bike by then. That's all? Yeah, well. I'm slacking off, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there? More, I'm sorry. I more places to ride to. So if any of your listeners want uh, me to... Do a presentation at their club. I pretty much will come and speak. Uh, do an hour presentation that's I think is um, uh, painfully hilarious about the Ural, and um, uh, you know pay my expenses to get there and, and pass the hat for for my charity. And and you know uh, I'm there, so uh, pretty much we'll work for food. <laughs> well, while you mentioned that, let me ask the question: If somebody, uh, organization, did want to have you speak. At, at an event that they were having, what would be their expense? Um, it, it all depends. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to get paid. I mean, I'm, I'm, I do need to, to make a living somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a for-profit, uh, you know, organization or something, I, I do ask for, you know, a small fee. And then I look at how far away the, the event is from my home. If it's a three-day ride and, I've got to pay for six hotels on the way there and back. Um, I've got to recoup that cost. So, you know, I usually try to do uh, expenses and, and, you know, so much per mile or, um, you know, try, try to make it reasonable or, or if I can fit it in with another event I'm doing. If I'm in Long Beach and somebody wants me to do a presentation and I'm already there, it's, it's not going to be too expensive to have me come uh, to speak to a group. To, you know, to me, the larger the group, the better getting my message out and, you know, if we can pass the hat for whatever charity that I'm, I'm working with, uh, that, that's, that's great for me. So Excellent. Uh, so people can get a hold of some Long Haul Paul swag from your website again, uh, and that's available. they got you've got T-shirts available. And if they wanted to donate, they can also go to your website as well. But how can people learn more about Long Haul Paul and follow your journey? Well, right now, um, you know, one of the things that I'm lacking is uh, fiscal sponsors. Um, you know, I, I get a lot. I get a lot of gear. I get helmets. I get boots. I get all my gears is taken care of, which is awesome. But, you know, I'm still spending uh, twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollars a year out of pocket for traveling, and um, I'm running out of pockets. <laughs> wow, that's so, wow. So, so one of the ways that I'm trying to earn 
new sponsors is by uh, increasing my social media, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram. The more people that are following me, the more people will tend to to want to sponsor me. Mm-hmm. And I, I do need fiscal sponsors. It's it's um it's not easy trying to keep this this going. And uh, because of all the traveling, obviously I can't hold a full time job. So um, I would love to keep riding and um, by by following me on Facebook, YouTube. And those those things really does make a huge difference um, to corporate sponsors. So long haul, Paul. One word on uh, you know Facebook and YouTube makes a huge difference. And um, obviously, or, or hopefully, I, I I also hope that people actually enjoy some of my videos and my 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 comments uh, along the way. Um, I I think that I have a unique way of uh, describing motorcycle travel and. Uh, and hopefully people will enjoy following me. Well, I'll tell you what, the Ural story just has me entranced. I really want to hear that. <laughs> so if you have that on video, I will definitely be watching that. Um, but I will be putting all of your information, uh, contact stuff, all over the Motorcycle Men website and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men Facebook page. So there will be plenty of exposure there for you. Well, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate it. It's quite all right. I'm trying to do my part if I can. Uh, Paul, do you have any last comments or things, ways that people can be more aware of MS and how they can help? Um, well, you know, the MS 5000 is a great way to help where you can contribute. And, and uh, if you're if you ride a motorcycle or if you want to help and sponsor one of the other riders, that's a great way. Um, I'd love to I'd love to raise about 25 grand this year. That would make me real happy. Um you know, check out my stuff on Facebook and YouTube. If you have a family member with MS or you, um, I have a lot of people contact me privately. Um, I spend a lot of time speaking to a lot of neurologists all over the United States. Um, if I don't have the answers, I can, I know where to find them. And, uh, so people want to contact me with questions. Um, I do, I do, um, I do my best to, to help out, um, the MS Society is a great website to find out about information from MS, um, about MS. Um, it's, uh, it's a disease that does affect a lot of people, and uh, it's a different course of the disease for every single person. So, um, you know, sometimes somebody will look fine, and, and then you see them three weeks later, they're in a wheelchair, and then they're a month later, they're standing again. It's, it's because MS is very unpredictable, right. and... Uh, you know, it affects everybody differently. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know what, it, you know, my people said, why are you riding a million miles for MS? And I said, well, you know, I was at a patient event, uh, five or six years, six, seven years ago now. And I heard a doctor say a cure for MS was a million miles away. And so I thought, well, a million miles, that's a, that's a pretty far distance, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. Right. Exactly. And, Nothing, you know, so nothing I, is impossible. You know, so that's where I am. And, I, you know, I'm a third of the way through. Um, I, I, um, but you're I'm not going to stop, right? You're going to keep going even though you, even when you reach that. Stop. Good. Yeah. All right, Unless then. Unless we find a cure. If we find a cure, I might stop, wash the bike for a week or something, take a week off. <laughs> Don't stop, man. Just keep going. I tell you. It's, it's, as, you, as, you, as you know, it's good for the heart, good for the soul. It makes you feel better. It is when I when I'm riding my motorcycle, I don't have MS. That's right. You're 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 a guy on a motorcycle at that point. I'm afraid to get off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand completely, Paul. Listen, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. Your story is absolutely wonderful, um, and I wish you a tremendous amount of luck. I will make sure that I have everything on uh, the Motorcycle Men website and Facebook page where people can get involved in your cause and what you're doing and support you. Uh, I think it's a wonderful thing you're doing, and I wish you a tremendous amount of luck. Well, awesome. Thank you very much, and thank you for doing the uh, the bike ride every year. That's that's a great... Uh, that's the least I can do. I'm, I think I'm going to sign up for that MS-5000. All right. I think I'm going to get involved in that. That sounds like a boatload of fun. I think I'm going to do you that. Might hurry. We're limiting the riders to 10,000 this year. Oh, what? <laughs> You're limiting Only us 10, to 10,000. Only 10,000. Okay. I'll see what I can do about that. 
<laughs> Paul, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Ted. Thank you for listening to this episode 156 with my guest, Paul Pelland, a.k.a. Long Haul Paul. Go over to longhaulpaul.com. That's longhaulpaul.com. That's one word there. To learn more, links to Paul's website will be on the Motorcycle Men website as well. Donate, participate, and help out all you can for those with MS. Don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters whose links you will find on our links page. All of these podcasts, YouTube channels, and bloggers, and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and our passion. So they deserve your attention just as much as we get it. So from Timbuktu, Chris the Joker, and Justin Shoes, and me, Ted Wrongway, your host... Here's the Motorcycle Man Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And this is where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your ride, kids. <laughs>